You are now entering Zone 4. Please be seated and prepare to experience the Nerd Aristocracy. Any offenses encountered by today's broadcast will not be the responsibility of the Mars Civex Consolidated Drilling Corporation or its subsidiaries. Welcome to the Nerd Aristocracy, the podcast for all things nerd. Available worldwide. At nerdaristocracy.com. The leaders of the nerd proletariat, your esteemed hosts, Jonathan Bell and Ryan Reinecke. Greetings, proletariat. Jonathan Bell alongside the one and only Mr. Ryan Reinecke for this, the 62nd episode of the Nerd Aristocracy podcast. Ryan, my friend, how are you? I am well. How are you today, Jonathan? I'm doing well. Great. Good to have you back. You were sick recently, huh? I was. Yeah. What up with that dog? I I caught the yuck yeah. uh, from someone, some undefined, unknown, like from a public bathroom, still or alive source. I don't know where I got it, but it hit me pretty hard. Was it head yuck or like butt yuck? It was uh, head and chest yuck. Okay. It was uh, lots of of nasal congestion. Uh, now, would you rather that, or would you rather butt yuck? Would you I rather would like much rather shitting and stuff? Good, me too. Yeah, because yeah. that has yeah. its own weird smell—the smell of just cloying sickness. You know, just it's like a a vapor, an atmosphere. But if you're shitting up the house, it's it's all over, right? I mean, it permeates. Yeah, I, I can I can blow my nose in bed, and that's really all. That, uh, exactly, and if you to know blow your ass in bed, <laughs> uh, that's a big old. But yeah, I was I was out for about a week, and then uh, I was doing the uninsured adult person thing of not going to the doctor and just trying to fight it off myself and man up saying I don't need a doctor to I don't need to pay a doctor a hundred dollars to tell me oh you know stay in bed and get your rest looks like you're sick boy eat your chicken noodle soup and drink your fluids so I I I doctored myself for a week and after after that was unsuccessful after i was still feeling like shit after a week i was like okay i'll just be anally pillaged at the uh at the pay station of my local medical facility i don't think that's how it's supposed to go well you you, you do what you can with what you got <laughs> but uh look doc i can't pay so i gave cash. them their hundred bucks and they you know Sent me on my way with my horse pills of antibiotics. And how much for the antibiotics? Like uh, being uninsured. I, I I went to the. I think it was like thirty dollars for everything for That's the cough so syrup and the antibiotics and the Sudafed. Now you got your Nyquil drunk on. You were telling me. I did. I, I I I was like an old wino. Walking around with my NyQuil bottle. Is it wrapped like, up in a paper bag? Get off my lawn, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You know. I used to be somebody. Cursing at the mailman, you know. I'm sick, you fuck. What are you up to? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, after after that. And it, it took about another week for all those to finally kick in. And now I'm about 90% out of the woods. But, uh, you know. Well, good. Welcome back. I see you still got your cushy Homer Simpson jammies on. I do. I do. Yeah. I, I, I like to, to keep it uh, keep it comfy here in the nerdy aristocracy headquarters. It makes me homey just to see those. Like, yes. I feel, you know, 
comfortable. Well, many things about me make you homey. Yeah, so. right? Well, not least of which your black sass <laughs> makes you my homie. <laughs> and me yours. But uh, what, have you, what have you been up to? I saw when you pulled up to the headquarters this evening, mm-hmm. you, were, you were in a new, uh, a, a new vehicle, as it were. Yeah, yeah. A new used car. Okay. Um, courtesy of Papa Reineke. Well, that's um, nice yes, of him. Yes. My, uh, my uh, trading stock and uh, mariner magnate father, uh, right. Vernon Robert Reineke, uh, the first... Uh, bequeathed his the first of his name. <laughs> the first of his oh don't get me started on that I can't wait to start back up You're um, right. bequeathed upon me his uh, Toyota Corolla from uh, 2003 he was going to trade it in he got a RAV4 uh, he's now in his retirement doing lots of paintings so he wanted something roomy to move some paintings to the gallery back and forth yada yada right. and he was like okay well I can trade this in for three grand or I can give it to my you know lackluster go nowhere <laughs> not really making any money as an actor or human being right. but gosh darn he's charming yes. son uh, your brother and then he bequeathed it right. to you and then he was <laughs> like I got a Lamborghini I'm okay I'm in stocks yeah. um and uh, gave it to us, which is great because we have uh, one car that has no air conditioning, uh, no heat, no radio, uh, cracked window, and uh, has weird mold in it. Uh, and we have another car uh, that sounds uh, like it ran over the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. Okay. And, and he screams every time you turn the wheel left and right. Okay. And uh, I think it's the breaker bar or some bullshit like that. I don't know. Mechanics, because I can read and write. Um and uh, so we got that. That's good. And we'll probably get rid of our shitty car on Craigslist uh, for, I don't know, what do you get for a shitty car? What would you pay for a car that has no air conditioning, no heat, no radio, and cracked glass? Cry. And, oh, a broken radiator that I patched with some gunk I got from AutoZone about two years ago. I'm I, thinking about... I, I would guess somewhere in the 800 to $1,200 range. Wow. Really? Yeah. You just bought my car. Because I was thinking like five to seven hundred. I mean, you've seen my shit, you beachy, no, huh? Yeah, no, I would, I would guess that you could probably get you for for any sort of automobile that ran, like that got you from here to Biloxi, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, would probably cost you it's at a least seven, eight hundred bucks. Well, and then I was thinking, well, let me not stop there. Let me take that, and let me take the other creaky Tin Man car, put them together package deal kind of thing go to a dealer put it towards a used car that they're asking like five grand for maybe knock a total of like 2500 off of it right and then get a really nice condition you know right used car uh preferably i'm looking at the volkswagen tdis the turbo diesel injection because uh those things uh a uh, CB, uh, Sean, hey Sean, what's up, uh, turned me on to the whole diesel concept because I was talking about a hybrid at one time. He was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, fucking diesel, you'll get 44 miles a gallon and shit with those. Oh, really? I never considered that. I thought diesel was just for, you know, truck drivers and, yes. you know, uh, child molesters and ice cream. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, they don't smell like that anymore. Oh, diesel. You want a diesel? Diesel. Wow. Um, no, I, I, I was thinking you were going to say you were going to go the old route of uh, retrofitting the diesel to use vegetable oil. 
No, I'm. I don't smoke that much weed <laughs> to think that it's that easy to do. Right. Because everybody that's so convinced it's easy to do, a hasn't done it, right. and b smokes a tremendous amount of weed. It's yeah. like, man, I'd be driving around smelling like French fries, dude. Wouldn't that be cool? I was like, yeah. So would fucking jumping on clouds. That'd be cool. Well, I mean, my 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 thought on that has always been that would be fine if you didn't need to refine it first. But right. the fact that you need it a whole garage, to, yeah, yeah, the fact that it has to go through an entire refinement process in your storage shed or garage or wherever is problematic because a lot of times mm-hmm. when you're driving around and you're getting low, you can't go all the way back home to your storage tanker, refill, and then go back to wherever the hell your life was going at the time. Well, in the weird factor, the the pita factor, the pain in the ass of like, where do you begin? Do you just go to Hart's Chicken and you're like, hey, what do you guys do with all your oil? Well, I'll come here every Tuesday and Thursday and get a 500-gallon tank on a flatbed truck and fill it up with fucking oil that weighs more cubic square foot than water does, probably right. twice, three times as much. Just the logistics of that yeah. starts making the savings seem like just... I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, and I'm sure you're... Oh, the, the chicken grease guy's here again, you know? No, <laughs> thanks. I've got enough things against me. And I'm sure your entire yard would smell awesome after the remnants of chicken gizzards sat in your garage mm. for, you know... Yeah, you'd have, like, every neighborhood stray, like, fucking trying to hump their way in your garage and shit. It's like, I, why? I don't know. Thank you. Mm. No, just good Volkswagen, already diesel... Diesel's a little bit more at the gas pump, but it gets you further, and you don't have to maintain them quite as much as the gas vehicle. But those are things I'm I'm popping around in my head. But you mentioned the first of his name, and uh, yes, I, I've broken a vow that I made with myself recently. Uh oh, yeah. I I was going to enjoy uh, the uh, uh, George R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones yeah. series, as it's known colloquially, although it's called a, a Tale of Fire and Ice. That's like yes. his real title for it. But Game of Thrones is a lot more awesome. Sure. Um, and watch the series and then read the book because they generally season one is book one, season two is book two. Yes. Couldn't couldn't do it, dude. I finished book two and then I was like, oh, it's book three on my digital download right there. Just a button click away. Well, I'll just read the first chapter. I mean, it probably bleeds over a little bit from the end of season two. <laughs> <clears throat> Week Two weeks later, 50% the way through the book, I'm like, yeah, what have I done? You know, I've totally betrayed that. And, right. It's great, and I can't wait to see what happens. And I'd like to talk to you about it, but I'm, I'm not going to spoil things, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I still want to... Discover. I, I want to enjoy... The show is so well done that I want to enjoy the show, and then I can fill in all the gaps with the novels. But right. I'm going to take it one at a time, and I'm going to... This is the only time I can ever remember saying I'm going to watch the show... And or the movie before I read the book. Right. Every other time I want to read the book before I do the movie. I generally don't have, uh, you know, druthers on it. But this just presented itself like, oh, well, it will be so easy to watch the show and then read the books. And I started with that. I mean, I kind of got the characters faces, you know, the actors in my head and they're moving through the book as I read it. So that's beneficial. But now I'm like putting them in forward situations that I haven't seen them in yet. And I hope I don't turn into the, well, that's not the way it happened in the book kind of guy. Yeah. I don't think I will. Yeah, I hope you don't. But if it follows, you know, the main the main thrust of the book, uh, some interesting, uh, some unexpected stuff, I'll say. Uh, 
with uh, Sansa Stark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and yeah, uh, that's that's all I need to know. I don't want to know any. And uh, there's something really devastating that happens. I don't want to know any of it. I don't want to know anything. It's nothing. No, nothing. I don't want to know anything about it. I really don't. I don't. Ned Stark is still dead. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert! Okay, that's all I needed to know. But yeah, I can't wait for that to gear up again. Um, Yeah. Watching, watching, Walking Dead—that's kind of languishing. I mean, I'm still signed on to it. It hasn't burned me out like uh, Dexter did. That fucking piece of shit that it became. Uh, and Breaking Bad—I have no idea when that comes back. You have no interest in that. Though. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know about the Breaking Bad. I, I still hear people talking all the time about the Walking Dead, but uh, you know, it's one of those shows where it's like, I, I know I shouldn't judge it by this. But I see people on Facebook comment about The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if that person likes the show so much, <laughs> there is no Something fucking way. Fundamentally wrong. There is no fucking way I could get into it that much. Yeah, I feel that about many things in life, mm-hmm. like um, douchebags killing good things. Right. You know, whether it's high top converse or my. Kangaroo sure. like hats. Yeah, I, I, I hear you there. Um, it has ups and downs, you know. Because, I mean, for the most part, like, yeah, you're going to have your occasional weirdo that's way too into Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the people that really get into it are cool people. They're people you would go and have a drink with. They're people that you would be at a party. You might not invite them directly to the party, but you would go to a party where most people that were into it would be hanging out at. Mutual friends, etc. Mm-hmm. But with The Walking Dead, I mean, there's just, <clears throat> you know, douche nozzle after douche nozzle. It's like, oh, Walking Dead, it's the greatest. Yeah, let's get that zombie thing going for it, too. So that probably ropes in a lot more D-bags and right. you know, medieval drama settings go with a touch of fantasy slash magic. Oh, Daenerys Targaryen, man. What does she do? Holy shit. Storm, the Stormborn? The, the Unburnt? Man, that bitch... Not gonna say it, but yeah, can't wait. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, can't okay. wait. Saw Argo. Change of uh, change of. You saw Argo. I saw Argo. Saw Argo and saw Lincoln. Okay. And I was gonna be a good boy. Maybe uh, <clears throat> if we take a break, well, I'll cue it up real quick to see our predictions and how they laid. I, I think we did pretty good with our smattering of of Oscar predictions. Right. But uh, <clears throat> saw saw Lincoln. Lincoln was just not. Yeah, not that good. No, not I, I, I that too. Good. I thought the performance was fabulous, but I thought the script just wasn't. I I liked the eloquence of the script. I liked the verbiage, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I thought the narrative it just didn't hook me. I was waiting for something, and I know like. And this is what will bother me, because you know how much of a history nerd I am. Totally. Especially with Civil regards War. to the Civil oh, yeah. War. So, I can't voice this to many people, because the first person that says, well, you know, that's really how it happened. There was no major thing. I mean, it was about the ratification of the 13th Amendment, man. It wasn't, you know, it is what it is. I would punch in the fucking face, because I know more about the period of 1860 to 1865 then 99.99% of any motherfucker you could ever put in front of me. I would pay good money to see you beat somebody up over right. facts and events around circa right. late 1800s. But 
what what I mean was for the amount of hoopla surrounding mm-hmm. the film, I was expecting a, a more. It seemed like the History Channel could have written that. Yeah, exactly. And probably done a little better. Given, you know, all the names attached, you know, oh, Spielberg, and oh, (laughs) performance of a lifetime, you know, all of that. And factoring in my love of that time period in American history and Mm -hmm. my love of, 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 of all things that era... I thought that it would be, you know, greatest movie ever in my eyes. So maybe I built it up too much. But when I saw it, I was like, okay, love the 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 writing, the grammar, the verbiage, the eloquence. Love Daniel Day-Lewis's portrayal of Lincoln. But it just didn't fucking snag me. Yeah, you know? it seemed very paint by numbers. Like, okay, we're going to do a historical drama about Lincoln. So it's got to have this, got to have some of that. Uh, we got to have this one guy that's, you know, going to be important. He's got to turn him to his side, but he's against him. But uh, ultimately he does it. Then we're going to have that big moment where that character, Tommy Lee Jones, does it. And, you know, he ta- he kind of falls on his sword a little bit to, you know, because he's got the bigger picture now. Because Lincoln's finally got to him. And it's like, here's that moment. And go Tommy Lee Jones. And I just totally didn't feel that moment because it was so wrapped up, ready to... Right, and and another thing that bothered me was a lot of the personalities involved in the narrative, from what I've read, I know could have been played a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. It seems like everybody, every role in that movie was downplayed. You know what I mean? Like, instead of, in most movies, there's... nine main characters and there's always one or two that are really big personalities. And every time they're on screen, it's like, Oh wow. I'm glad this dude's back on screen. What the fuck is he going to say or do next? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It could be the wacky neighbor. It could be the crazy brother-in-law. It could be the serial killer's assistant, you know, fucking whomever you're waiting for that person to come back on because you, you know you you like watching what they do with that character Damn, and that how, pull, yeah. how big it is but it seemed like Spielberg just went from actor to actor and be like slower less intense keep it flat slower yeah. less intense we don't want you to upstage mr lincoln <laughs> slower <laughs> and 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 what the result of that was mm-hmm. was just a panorama of Low key, low tone, right? Dismissible, dismissible characters, characters yeah. and performances. That having read so much about that time period, I know at least one or two of those could have been a little bit more interesting. Now, let me know? ask this question: Is it racist to not like that movie? It is not racist. Good. Didn't really care for that movie. Now it's Spielberg. Dacist. Dacist. Yes, Daniel Dacis. DDL. <laughs> Daniel Day Lewisist. Yes. It is, and I love DDL. Don't get me wrong. Love sure. him. Yes. Love Spielberg. He's my Jew. Right. Um, but you want to see Spielberg historical drama, fucking balls to the wall. Right. See Munich. Fucking 
great story, historical fiction, right. well done. Don't know even how I did that year when it came out, however long ago it was, probably seven, eight years ago. But just every scene was important. Every scene had weight without feeling like you could see the scaffolding putting it together to kind of make it have weight, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, well, I mean, look at Schindler's List. Oh, well, you know, that goes without saying. I mean, that was about an offshoot of a war. Like uh, some of some of the critiques I've heard went, or, or banter I, I've participated in about Lincoln, people are like, "Well, it wasn't about the war; it was about the the legal side and the." The governmental end. And I'm like, well, fucking Schindler's List wasn't about World War II. It wasn't about, you know, it wasn't saving Private Ryan. It Mm -hmm. wasn't a fucking battlefield epic. It was about a offshoot, you know, of the war. A A character involved in that stage, you know. A a sidebar subplot of Mm -hmm. the bigger picture, you know. But it was fucking exciting as hell. Yeah. Well, you know? hey, I just had this thought. Um, Lincoln was not a Jew. That's Schindler's true. List dealt with Jews. That's true. Munich dealt with Jews. Mossad, the slaughter of the Jewish uh, Olympians in Munich. So maybe Spielberg just whips out his good stuff for his people. You know how they stick together. Of course, he did really great with the color purple. So, I don't know. In the in the first couple of Indiana Joneses. I'm going to redact that. I don't want to get Mossad to blow my head off. But I saw Argo. And that was that was okay. That was better than Lincoln. Okay. It was more enjoyable. I mean, I will, I will be honest about my my problem. I can't take Ben Affleck seriously. I I have seen too many movies <laughs> that he is fucking been so bad that it has angered me. Like I have walked out of a theater or I have turned off a movie on DVD or on Netflix. He has been so terrible. It has angered me that someone that untalented could be put in a position to suck that bad. It has angered me. Wow. And that's why I'm afraid... You know, he could be a great director, but his acting traditionally, historically, has been so fucking abysmal that I just can't bring myself to to watch it. Wow. Yes. I now want to see Ben Affleck argue Civil War history with you and, and watch you eat his face uh, off. <laughs> <laughs> you, what, what has he directed that you thought was good? I'm not aware of his... No, what I'm saying is... No, that's Clooney, huh? Maybe... No, he directed it. Okay. Maybe it's the greatest movie ever. You know what I mean? Maybe it's it's not the the greatest (laughs) film ever written. Oh, I'll say that. But maybe he is a great director. But Mm. that will never make up for... You're scarred. For for the, the depth of my scarring for which his acting has wrought upon me. Yeah, it's like mommy got a new boyfriend and he's beaten you drunk too many times yes. to now have you believe, oh, he really wants to play ball. Right. Right. Yeah, he he, right. he got a great job and we're moving to upstate New York. I feel that way about George Lucas. 
Okay. Kind of. And, and that makes me glad that his whole empire is But see, off. but but this is the thing with George Lucas. But that's the opposite. He started good. Yeah. Then became that's, an alcoholic. That's the thing. At injuries. least at least he took you to the ball game before <laughs> he touched your wee wee. You know what I mean? Like at least he bought you the cotton candy. Got you the seats behind the dugout and bought you the foam finger before he used it on you. <laughs> That's the difference between Lucas and Affleck. Oh, uh, yes. He knew how to wine and dine me. It's That's all true. how you start. Wow, man. You know? Good finish. Good, 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 good line. Um, what do you say we take a break yeah, okay. and we come back to it? Let's do this thing. You right. say. We'll see you on the flip side. What? You are now listening to Jonathan and Ryan. Jonathan and Ryan and Ryan and Ryan and Ryan. Hi, folks, and, and welcome Ryan back to our second segment of this episode 62 of the Nerd Aristocracy. Uh, we have reviewed the tape as it be, and uh, do have our Oscar picks that we made and ran them up against the actual real winners. And uh, what's it look like? How was our prognosticating? Um, you went two for five. Okay, okay. Two for five, respectable. That's not so bad. It's not so bad. Uh, I went, uh, I edged you out by one pick. I went, what? I went three for five. Oh, you got that leading actor yes. over me. Yes, I, uh, we, we both got best picture mm-hmm. correct mm-hmm. with Argo. Um, we both got supporting actress right. With Anne Hathaway. Yeah, although you looked like you were going to flag. You were like leaning to the left for some Sally Field love. Yeah, you know, I, I, I thought, personally, I felt Anne Hathaway deserved it mm-hmm. for her Les Mis performance. But you but, thought politics were But I in. thought that Hollywood was going to say, listen here, you young bitch. You got a long way to go before you're in Sally Field's neck of the woods. Right, this is one feather in your cap. But I, I ended up... Uh, Picking Anne Hathaway mm-hmm. since we were our arms were twisted to to make a hard pick. Picked Anne Hathaway. Uh, the the right thing won out, and uh, we were both correct on that. That's good. And I, I wish I had gone with my heart for best supporting actor. We could have tied out there because Christoph Waltz. I love the guy. I love what he does on screen. His face, his voice, right. his timing, just nummy. Um, but I thought it was going to be a pity party for Alan Arkin, so I thought they were going to toss it his way, right. and you thought they were going to go to the uh, old guard as well in yes. the form of uh, Tommy Lee Jones yes. and TLJ action. I thought they were going to say, hey, TLJ, you, you've, you, you've done a lot of good work, and uh, here's a, a golden statue to show for it. The Academy approves. Yes. But uh, that we were both incorrect on that. Uh Christoph Waltz ended up walking away with it. We are also both incorrect on uh, best supporting or best actress. Yeah, mm-hmm. best actress. We both said Jessica Chastain Zero Dark in 30, Zero yeah. Dark Thirty, and the winner was uh, somewhat of a surprise. Uh, although she had gotten a lot of of buzz and momentum going into the Oscars, mm-hmm. uh, leading in the weeks leading up, Silver Linings Playbook had a big push. A bunch of people fell in love with that movie, um, especially in Hollywood. Right. So uh, Jennifer Lawrence ended up winning for Silver Linings Playbook. Um, now I feel compelled to see that movie now. Right. I mean, it plays, yeah. you know, 
she got good. Uh, several people from that production were nominated in the awards, and I have no idea what it's about. It sounds like a boring sports film. Right. Um, but uh, it's about it's, mental illness. Um, really? Is what it's about. Yeah. They, they should have named it totally something else. Yes, I would agree with wow. that. But uh, and then Best Actor, uh, I was correct. And it ended up being the only difference between our votes. You, yeah, but... Man, you I, went with a very long shot, which I give you credit for. I give you credit for, for putting your balls Phoenix? out there on, on the line and, and, you know, throwing caution to the wind. Yeah, I wanted to tilt the boat, because Danny Day-Lewis, I mean, he's a fine actor, but I mean, how many times do you need to be told you're awesome? Yes. Okay? He knows it. You can yes. just look at him, and he knows he's awesome, and that's what he does. He's, he's leveling out tables with his fucking gold statuettes now. I mean, give one to Joaquin Phoenix, and maybe it'll he can he can name it River and pretend it's his brother. There you go. I think Joaquin Phoenix is just a little too too odd, even for even by Hollywood standards. Is it the hair lip? Most people are odd, but the 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 problem is you 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 got to be eccentric but still social in Hollywood. And talking I about think, his whole rap career stunt that he pulled. I, I think he Casey is way Affleck. too eccentric for his own good. Well, that was a character, you know. That was a bit that he was doing when he went on the yeah, show or whatever. Yeah, but still, I mean, you see him in interviews even today, and he's just very withdrawn, very yeah, weird. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't play the game. And on one hand, you say, okay, congratulations, you're different, and you're, you're not playing by Hollywood's rules. But on the other hand, you can't feel bad for him when Hollywood doesn't bestow upon him their... Yeah. BFF award. Well, and other times you're like, okay, well, what game are you playing? You know, you're not playing Hollywood's game, but you're playing your own game of like, ooh, look at me, I'm the weird guy. Yes. And it's like, all right, we just, you just go go on. We got Johnny Depp, thanks. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. But, all right. Uh, well, that's not so bad. Uh, you know, you would have put money on. We had about a 50% uh, correct rate if you right. uh, average our scores together. Yes. So that's um, not really impressive at all. Well, you know, it's... It's it's to be expected. Considering we didn't see any right. of the movies, we don't follow the trades. Yes. Uh, we are armchair uh, critics at best. Yes. So neither one of us pay the uh, absorbent uh, subscription fee for Variety magazine. No, so. no, we do do not. So what's going on in the in the in the world of Jonathan Bell? Uh, just same old thing, man. Working. Uh, oh, you you got some uh, some realtor thing recently, huh? Saw I, a picture on Facebook. You looking all proud, a little plaque and shit. <laughs> yes, I, I believe it or not, I am one of the top uh, top four percent. I am in the top four percent of realtors in this particular neck of the woods. Real, the particular neck of the woods being like being, the zip code, or no, being the. Southern six counties of Mississippi. Oh, really? Yes. The, like the coast. The Gulf Coast Association of Realtors. Well, fuck you. Comprising over a thousand realtors along the uh, southern regions of Miss, the state of Mississippi. Uh, there are over a thousand realtors and 42 of us got awards. Congratulations, sir. I, wow. I, I, I made it by the skin of, of this tooth right here. <laughs> I didn't know things were that bad in the real estate uh, market <laughs> if you got top. Yes. <laughs> and, and I know the struggles that you deal with. Yes. It's like, holy shit. And what's, you know, number 999 doing? Yeah. Uh, they're probably killing themselves. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Well, well uh, you know, in, in, in all disclosure, a good half of the real estate agents 
licensed real estate agents are, mm-hmm. you know, doctor's wives who do it on the side and they'll sell three or four houses a year. Mm-hmm. And it's a hobby. It's their hobby. Best. It's their, you know, the thing they talk about at the social club or the, you know, bridge club or mm-hmm. whatever. It's not their full time occupado. Um, that's still don't diminish it. Be proud. You did good, boy. Thank you. Yay. I appreciate it. And and wait, you aged too, right? I did. I did age. I I aged uh, one calendar year. Mm-hmm. So very uh, good. I'm now 31 years of age. Oh wow! Yes. You're committed into your third decade yes, of I'm, existence. I'm, I'm 31. Wow, as it were. Um. I heard uh, along the grapevine that uh, you recently received a promotion uh, in mm. your mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. graphic design um, yeah, realm. Uh, I have been doing some uh, side work for a, a brewery here uh, on the Mississippi Gulf Coast area, and they had a full-time, eh, I want to say full-time, they had a graphic designer that they had their account with, so to speak. Right. That was in New Orleans, and uh, looking at his stuff, uh, very talented, very yes. good, um, but like the person I'm talking to, marketing manager, was like, oh, well, he always doesn't turn stuff into us when we need it. Right, his, now, it, they're... They were not the highest priority on his future. Right. And I was like, well, if he's doing good work, he must be charging them more than I am. I know that. And then three, why didn't he bring somebody in to help him hack out this shit just to keep them as a client? I said, well, give me an example. You know, what's something that he might have put off thinking like, oh, he made you wait a couple of weeks to get an update of something. She's like, well, uh, example, we had a a four-pack special seasonal beer that uh, was to go out. And we gave him all the information that he needed in October, and we needed it by mid-January. And he didn't give it to us by mid-January. I said, mm. like, for an, so a season, like, October, yes. you know, he didn't get it to you. And she's like, no. I was like, that's, oh, wow, okay. I was thinking late, like, a couple of weeks. And talked about the fickleness of uh, artists and the artist's mind and stuff like that. And I said, well, I, you know, I fucked up a lot in my early 20s and, you know, realized if you want to keep sure. your job, you generally have to, you know, do the work right. every now and then. And, uh, you know, we, we got along pretty well. So she uh, pretty much formally said, well, you know, we're going to go with you for all future work. Right. So it is nice. So instead of uh, rejiggering this guy's stuff, there will be that. But then I will also be tasked with creating beer labels. Wow. For the future. Wow. Yeah. And that is pretty amazing. Yeah, so original is, created stuff. That is, yeah, that's definitely something to be very proud of. It is. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's intimidating. I it bet is. it is. Uh, it, because I mean, because, you know, you're not very talented. No, so I'm not. It's very How daunting. Long, right. Can I fool her? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I ask of every employer. I mean, how long can you submit, like, the Homer Simpson beer label? <laughs> Ah, that's like beer. Duff brew? Uh, what's that? Uh, it's your new seasonal blend. It's a mixture of dander and muff. Or like uh, a flask with just three X's on it. You know? just, I had that uh, thought, uh, actually. <coughs> I, I, I actually had that thought of the X's on the bottom. Yeah. Because they have something called a growler that is like a half gallon of booze. Oh, that would be awesome. And I was like, yeah, I was like, let's bring that back. I was going to put it on like the side or something like that, but just a little, it's like, I don't know if they want to feel that playful and I don't want them to think I'm Mr. Crazy Pants with their right. brand and stuff. So I'll just put that to the side. 
Um, but it, it's a bit intimidating because Home Slice has already made a kind of look, you know, for the company, right. which is good and bad because it's instructive for me how to continue that theme. Right. But at the same <clears> time. I'm like, how many different ways can you draw like a border of something like a shield, you know, like right. a little a patch that is the emblem of each brew? And uh, it's going to be interesting uh, stuff to get into, and hopefully, I'll be doing some uh, some like little promotional videos for them and stuff, uh, which will get charged a lot more because there's a lot, you know, ten hours of editing easy on something that ends up being an eight minute video, right? Um, to make it look good, I, I saw some stuff they have on their website, and it's just shit, you know, somebody whipped out their iPhone or something. Um, uh, yeah, so that's good stuff. That's exciting. Yeah, that's very, very impressive. Man. Yeah, it makes my part-time job where I'm making less than half as much not look so important anymore. But at the same time, I don't want to quit that and then there's sure. a lull in this work. <clears throat> so, you know, it's a balancing act. Indeed. Did you get anything for your birthday? Um, I know, I didn't get you anything. Yet. My, my, my parents got me some uh, massages because of my... That's creepy. Of my perennial back problems, oh. they went to a massage masseuse they spa it. Okay. and bought me a gift card and said, here, use these whenever your back bothers you, which was nice. It was That's traditionally, yeah. traditionally, my parents haven't been the caring type, the, the think real hard about a gift people. They've mm-hmm. been like, here's a hundred dollars or here's $50 in a card that they signed their name to, you know, love you, mom and dad. Blank card, $50 envelope. Very clearly a day of game time decision, (laughs) run to the ATM, hit the pharmacy. They don't even sign it. They just put their return address stamp on their label. So uh, it was was very thoughtful of them to actually uh, put some... Forethought into it. Have you used one yet? I have. I used one the first week. How was it? Like how was it an hour, half hour? It was a half hour, uh-huh. and uh, it was very, very, very nice. Did you tip out afterwards? I did. That's good. Oh I yeah, did. you did. What did you tip them out with? You I, did? I tipped ten dollars. Okay. For a half hour. Did they do like incense and India and all that shit? Or uh, they had the wave music going in the background, but she pretty much got to work right away. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of tomfoolery prior. It was like here, get naked, bam. You want a happy ending? <laughs> yeah, no. This was no. this was an upscale place. This was not a. You want blowjob? Yeah. <laughs> This was not a, a Tokyo bathhouse. Did you go to sleep? Because sometimes you kind of go into a twilight state and somebody's giving you I massage. did not. I, I told the, the, the woman to, you know, put me through the ringer. Because oh, I, yeah? I was hate, she getting her elbow in there yeah, and shit? I, I hate massages nice. that are like, that feel good? <laughs> no. That, no. I want you to... Feather to, finger bubba? To, you know, really get in there. Hurt me, yeah. And, right. and, and she did. And was she like so, a big fat? Like woman with like knee hook arms. <laughs> she was, she was, she was not. She was not a petite woman. Okay. And she was not a uh, a, a linebacker. Person. Right. Well, I mean, it's just you know, it's just anatomy. You need like the right. muscles no. and the you know that's gravity. that's the thing. People always want to make sexual jokes about massages mm-hmm. and oh, was she hot? Did she have big? You know? Yeah, I'm I know like, better. Now. No, I want a big Neanderthal Viking lady. <laughs> you know. Or, or get me a fucking seven foot tall homosexual man. Yeah. I don't care. Just somebody that can work my muscles and knots out of my back. 
Right. I don't care age, sex, gender, religion, class, creed. Just do the job. Just get it done. Right. And so that's good. I appreciate that. She got it done. And, and it was nice. Oh, good. I I don't remember last time I had a massage. Well, <laughs> aside from this morning, but that doesn't count when you do yourself. Right. <laughs> Never. Yeah. But uh, that's awesome. Well, uh, well, what are you nerding on? Uh, just nerding on uh, getting more with, uh, into that new camera I got, that Canon sure. camera. I'll show you some pictures. It uh, makes me want to spend a lot of money and stuff. And, and that was a B&H pickup? That was a B&H pickup. Okay. That and the lens, which cost almost as much as the camera body itself. Right. Uh, but it's a great lens. It takes very, very sharp, close pictures. And uh, just uh, playing with that, reading the Game of Thrones uh, book three. Uh, I don't even know the subtitle of it, but that's pretty much what I'm going through now. And uh, documenting my father's artwork in his, you know, Twilight years. He's yeah, you showed me some of those pictures earlier, and, and and it's clear as a freaking winter's day. Yeah, brush strokes and everything. So yes. hopefully we'll be able to put it online. That's kind of print on demand. You can barely see the paint by number things underneath it. Oh, well, I'm going to Photoshop that bit out. (laughs) Okay. You just use the blur tool. Wait, those are my paintings. Those are my... Uh, Yeah, no, it's good stuff. My dad, for never taking drugs, is coming up with some really colorful paintings. So I'm very impressed with Someone actually takes the time to put paint to canvas. I don't get it. That has never done drugs. Yeah, I'll just take pictures of it. Fuck it. I got better drugs to do. Things to do. <laughs> you don't have time to actually create on your high. Whatever, Dad. I'm just going to Xerox your shit and make a fortune. There we go. Sell a print. <laughs> WWW. Original work by Ryan Reinecke. Dead Cam. A new empire to build. Uh, yeah, so that's it. What are you? Are you nerding these days? I am uh, still uh, still working hard on the album. Good. You know, I I, I told you Stay on last it. time that it was going to be a very very long. I'd be nerding on it for a long time, but I mean, you know how serious I take my comedy, so it's not something I throw together. So seriously funny. But you know, I'm 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 working still in of course in the early phases still writing but uh i've probably got another six to eight weeks of writing to do and then i can move into the um the organization phase where Mm -hmm. i write all my bits down and i say okay these these are the titles of each of the bits how can i put these together to make a flow in this performance, you know? Okay, like an arrangement. Yes, okay. Th- these bits are about getting old. These bits are about my relationship. These okay. bits are about uh, my friends. These bits are about how shitty the world is, you know? <laughs> and, and, and once I get them categorized like such, I can rearrange them and structure them in a way where there's a flow, mm-hmm. there's a feel, there's a narrative, and I can get segues from one right. group of one topic to another topic. And they can complement each other. In- yes. As opposed to just saying, okay, I'm going to do this joke about getting old, this joke about my parents not buying good birthday gifts, this joke about a fight my girlfriend had. Mm-hmm. Oh, back to getting old. 
you know, I, yeah. there needs to be some synchronicity in there somewhere. So, uh, it, and, and that, that process, that <clears throat> step <clears throat> in the album process takes a lot longer than you think because you figure each joke I write, you know, that lasts 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. So six jokes a minute, you know, that's a lot of jokes on a fucking one hour album. So every one of those jokes has to fit in the perfect place. And it takes a long time to rearrange jokes in my head and go over the Mm -hmm. flow and see what works and what doesn't and what leads into what the best way. I mean, it's, you know, thousands of possibilities and you have to find the exact possibility that works the best. Like, I guess it's just one of those things people don't see. Yeah. I was just thinking, I haven't considered that much, but that's almost as important as the content you're saying. Yeah, if you just scatter shot it, then you degrade the humor because you don't give it kind of the placement it needs, yeah. you know, like a, uh, an orchestra or something like that. Yeah. Or I've always been very it. serious about it is a performance. Mm-hmm. You know, there needs to be a flow. Right. There needs to be a narrative form An arc, to it. Yeah. You know, there needs to be that arc. There, you know, they need to have time to build to that crescendo and then come back down a little bit. You know, you want to start off killer. You know, you want to end killer. How, you know, how do I balance that? What are my two best bits? My best one I need to end with. My second best one I need to start with. You know, there's so much thought and work that goes behind it to where it, the when it finally gets on the stage and it just looks like your buddy talking to you and it's really funny that that's the ironic part about the stand a good stand up comedian is it appears to make it look right like it's no work at all mm-hmm. takes a shit ton <laughs> of fucking work. Like if you see a shitty comedian, you can see, wow, he did no work. Mm-hmm. But when you see a good comedian, the goal is to say, oh, well, that was flawless and easy and seamless and effortless off yeah. the cuff. Yeah. But the work that it takes to get it to that point. That's the mark of any good craft, though, is that you can't tell if somebody's been there or not. Yeah. Because it's so effortlessly done, as you said. Right. It's not like, hey, look at me. There's this. Yes. Your carrot tops or something. I'm sure he's a fabulous man. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I appreciate you noticing the, the, the work that goes behind it. Yeah, keep on keeping on. Well, you know, I we, we have similar roots and stuff, so I can know, understand some of the science of it without having yeah. ever done it myself. Sometimes sure. I'm like, oh, I'm funny when I'm drunk. No. <laughs> but I'm like, I would fucking turn purple on a stage yeah, and, then and probably see, piss well, my then it, Well, you see me pulling my hair out trying to actually get it to stage mm-hmm. preparedness. You know, that's, that's the work yeah. in stand-up comedy is... Is getting it on stage like a a good a good friend of ours. Um, I'll, I'll write a I'll write a name down. I will not say it um, verbally, mm-hmm. but uh, this person um, 
Oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. Oh, sorry. Damn it. Daniel Day-Lewis uh, once told me, hey, you know, I could kill on stage. Like, if you would just write me some stuff, like, and then I could go on stage and do it, I would be awesome. And I was mm. like, yeah, that's, that's kind of the craft, Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> the craft is uh, don't get me wrong the performance is a craft stand up performance is unlike any other realm of performance mm-hmm. it's not like acting or theater acting and that's why you know true comedians hate actors that just you know in LA it's really bad cuz every actor wants another niche mm-hmm. so you know they go do an open mic night and all the authentic comedians are like get the fuck off the stage man go learn the craft and then come back all right. But this ain't the place to fucking learn it, you know? Uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, when he was like, oh, just give me the material, and I'll go on stage and do it. No, no, I will not do that. I will wow. not be, be doing that. Well, e- even if, like, somebody was like, here, Daniel Day, here's a yes. huge box of funny ha-has, okay? I, yes. I spent... Six months crafting these out of the experiences and turmoil of my life. You go ahead. Like I said, the placement of it is almost as important. You would denigrate that source material because you would fuck it up. You would you don't have the appreciation for working with it. It's like, you know, you don't give somebody who's just started deciding to work on cars like thousand dollar tools yeah. they don't know how to use them they don't yeah. know how to take care of them yes. or employ them correctly yeah and, and that's the other thing why this album i'm i'm taking it so carefully and i'm working so hard and and is because my first album came out at the end of 2007 so the the material on this album will be material i have written since 2008 obviously it won't be all the material i've done since 2008 Mm -hmm. but it will be the album worthy material that i've written over the last five and a half years so and and a lot of people would say you know it took you five and a half years to you know write another out you know to do another album Mm -hmm. well a Yes, it takes a long time (laughs) to write material, do it on stage, work it out, edit it, refine it, edit it, refine it, cut it down. You know, when when you do a a, a write a raw bit, it could be three minutes of material. Mm -hmm. After I get done editing and refining and cutting and editing and cutting. It's a minute 15. It's at best. Normally it's about 30 seconds. 45 seconds at max of a three-minute bit I started with. So you consider how much material it takes. If you want an hour of grade A material, how many hours of Mm stand-up that equates on the front end, you know? That's five hours edited down and filtered and refined down to that one hour that goes on the album. You know, and it takes a long fucking time to write five hours of material. A when it's just you, and B when you're not doing it full time. You know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It's not like you've been writing an album actively for mm-hmm. this amount of time. Right. You've been storing those seeds yeah. and doing other shit to keep yourself alive in this world. Right. Yeah. Chris Rock can come out with a new album every 
two years, mm -hmm. or at least he did 10 years ago, could come out with a new one every two years because he had a team of 12 riders riding 10 hours a day mm -hmm. full time for those two years. Yeah. And all That's he would handy. do is take the joke and say, okay, I'll do it. And then he'd change it around. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't like this. Don't like that. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, every two years he could have a new hour. I don't have a team of writers. He's got writers? He does. It's not all original? It's not, unfortunately. Believe it or not, Louis C.K. has writers. No. And Seinfeld no, has No, not writers. Louis. Louis is clean. <laughs> He's the most pure amongst you. I'm going to report you to the uh, command center league of comedians. But, uh, yeah, so hopefully I will uh, be able to crack the egg on it and, and be able to move forward with it uh, well, cool. at some time. Um, I, I'm, I'm proud for you having that, that you're building, and uh, I am also jealous. So well, I'm the looking, highest mark I can give. I'm looking forward to us being able to do some stuff with that new... Uh, Picture mm -hmm. taken device, yeah. That uh, that you have acquired once you get, once you knock out the important gotta do because it was part of the financing for said picture taken device. Yeah. Once you get the backlog of that stuff kind of taken care of and solidified and put away, then we can start working on some some new projects and maybe yeah, doing some fun, some good funny with it. I'm for that, and I'll do anything. I won't show my penis though. Mm, well, Maybe my ass. Never mind. It, it was a it was a fun thought to entertain that we could do something cool. With that. <sighs> okay, but no for, balls. If you're gonna no balls, if you're penis, gonna start okay. putting, I don't want to limit our creativity on it. Anyway, yep. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Uh, this has been episode sixty-two. Uh, you guys take care, and we will see you on the flip side of. Oh, that's what we say before the first break. Fuck that in the asshole, didn't I? We'll see you on the flip side of uh, the next uh, segment of waiting between... The, the next, next episode. Show. Thank you! You usually take us out. Later! I'm a nerd. And uh, I'm pretty proud of it. <laughs> <laughs>